0: everybody, welcome to episode number 38 of Tactical Crouch, competitive Overwatch podcast that uh, is competitive and a podcast. We record Tuesdays and we're doing it today. I didn't think that we would actually do one today. I figured one of us would have something come up. It just kind of just (laughs) felt like one of those weeks. You ever just have one of those weeks? It's like, there's no way this week is going to go to plan. Oh, I have
1: customers in my job all the time. You know, when they don't call in early enough, it's like, they still have to pay, and I get paid. So I'm always like, it feels like this person hasn't been missing for a while. I'm sure he's missing. <laughs> so Are
0: you
2: sure you're not sick today?
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So anyways, thanks for being here, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. Of course, I am Kick Tripod with me. Two smartest brains in Overwatch, uh, Yiska and Volamel. So good to see you guys. You're both looking great. Beard's coming in really nice, Yiska. Joe. Thanks shave it man i've actually been working on mine for a while
2: not the first time i've
0: been i've actually been working on mine this is like uh like two and a half weeks it's it's way more full in like a mirror now and i have like really shiny lights. shiny
2: lights yeah i mean it looks
0: solid yeah yeah not bad it's like it's not like that guy doesn't have facial hair he just doesn't have good facial hair so yeah anyways Welcome to episode 38, guys. We really appreciate you all being here. Um, housekeeping really quick before we get started. Uh, we've actually got a little bit of an update, and it's something that we've been talking about over the past couple of, honestly, months at this point. Uh, we've actually officially launched our Patreon, which, you know, for me, is a, it's a big poggers. It's a big deal. So... A lot of people, a lot of people have kind of like asked over the weeks and been kind of like, Hey, like, how do I, how do I support the show? I don't watch on Twitch. I don't like, I don't know, like I don't sub whatever, like that's just not my, my way I want to support. And I would love some like ways to support differently. And uh, Patreon is something that I've done uh, with my podcast over the years that have been really great and been a really great way to support creators uh, because, number one, Twitch takes, like, a huge chunk of whatever, like, yeah. you sub there. <laughs> like, they do. And we love, like, subs, Prime subs, all that. Anything is a- anything. But, like, you're talking, you know, with Twitch, you get about 50% of it. Whereas with Patreon, you get about 90%. So, it's a little bit uh, better there. But it also is really great because we can have, like, different tiers and perks based on, like, how you want to support. So, when gonna take, I promise, just two minutes to talk really quickly about uh, the perks and some of the goals and stuff with this because we want to thank you guys as uh, you support the show. And so in order to do that, we set up some tiers. So a dollar a month. These are all monthly, not per episode or anything like that. So it's one month, dollar per month. If you uh, subscribe for a dollar a month, uh, you're a patron and we're going to thank you at the end of the show. We're just going to say, hey, thank you. You're also going to get a special role in Yiscord, Yiska's Discord that uh, is much more active than the Overwatch League daily one. We're probably going to scrap that one. And uh, we're going to just move on over to Yiscord because that's where all the cool people are anyway. You're going to have your own special role there and that's going to be great. For $5 a month, you'll also get preferred access to asking questions for the show. So we'll give you a, a dedicated channel to post questions in. And you will also get VIP'd Uh, no, that's the next one. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so you'll get those questions, um, answered and priority there. Number 10 or sorry, $10 a month. And you will actually get priority, um, access to our game night. So, uh, $10 players will get to play on game night. We're going to do like Jackbox games, probably some Overwatch custom games. I'm going to whip up on these guys and on a paintball. It's gonna be glorious.
2: I am so bad at on a paintball. It's not. So
0: yeah. So we're gonna do that a little bit, and then of course uh, the last one is master twenty five dollars or more a month, and you're actually a producer of the show. So uh, at this level of support, uh, your name is actually gonna be shown at the end of the show, and you'll also. on oh, this is actually I didn't get this quite right. I messed up on the formatting the grandmaster and producer for $25 or more a month you're a producer of the show we thank you every show on top of the other uh on top of the other perks and you'll get vip'd in the uh kick tripod stream so you'll have that little diamond next to it i need to delete that other one so uh don't 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 pledge for master anyways cool that's it uh, thank you guys we've already had six people sign up and uh, we really appreciate that because we didn't even announce it yet they just found yeah. it Those they just found awesome. it and we'll definitely be thanking you at the end of the show so alright that's it we didn't go too long right that was okay no. oh yeah uh, patreon.com slash tactical crouch is where you can find that patreon.com slash tactical crouch sign up see the perks hang out with us we'd love to get to know you more and yeah All right, here we go to the news. Uh, Joe, did you hear about the Florida mayhem? Sadly. Do you hear what the weather's like in Florida right now?
2: I I heard it was very rainy. I uh, assumed that was going to just be the rest of their season, but uh, unfortunately they signed Rain from O2 Blast, who I didn't quite care for. At Pacific Showdown, um, didn't think he was all that bad comparably, but there again, there wasn't too many talented main supports there, so it was you know, shiniest turd. Um, anyway, uh, well, I don't, I, I, it's just it baffles me how they just dodge all the good players. It's like they're allergic. <laughs> when it's poor, it rains. It's a it, problem. It's just shocking, man.
0: When and I, I don't. Poor I, I, it, it d- rains. Did yeah. you make that up on the spot, or has that been said before no, by someone? No, by someone I
2: made that up you. yesterday. But <laughs> okay, that first you wanted the, to tweet it, and then I'm like, no, dude, that's the that's the quote tweet. You have to quote the announcement with that. That's perfect. That would have been a fat
0: when Twitter. it's poor. It that's got to be the show title. When it's, it's so poor, good, it rains. All right, I love it. <laughs>
2: And that's and that's the thing, like, it's weird because I haven't necessarily been too. I haven't caught up too heavily with, you know, watching VODs. And again, rain never stuck out to me. So it's it's surprising that they would sign Chris, what, at the beginning of the season and then look to replace him or add somebody to the bench in stage three. We're already like halfway done with a season and now you're you're starting to get your movement in like it's it's bizarre yeah and and you still have like <laughs> yeah very very obvious replaceable players on your team um i was looking through the reddit thread the other day of you know the announcement and i think the 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 most upvoted comment was like there's still a man named zephyr on this team it's true i have to agree with reddit for once zephyr's still on this team and you're replacing you know, but not replacing, but you know, you're adding to your main support lineup. And I I haven't necessarily watched a Florida Mayhem game too terribly in depth, but I, I don't think Chris has been all that terrible. Has he? No. He's certainly not a problem,
1: the, the main problem in that team. No. I also, I, talk, I don't think Rain should play over Chris. And that is not necessarily on, only my opinion, but the opinion that have like that others have shared with me and that Rain is honestly a pretty poor player and there's a chance he wasn't even the best main supporter on his own uh, contenders team so yeah once again very uninspired to me.
2: Like let's look at this O2 team. There's some genuine talents on this team. Arrow rumored to be going to this team. What's what's going on with that? Krong, great flex tank absolute fantastic player showed off during the fi- not during the finals but during showdown showed off during korean contenders playoffs is very flexible Lo- love that signing if they wanted to go for it is 20 is of age myon bong great flex support byram don't inspire a ton of face that's a role that is going to carry you even even if You know, the season is bust. That's an investment that you could make. That's that's somebody you could probably pay a little bit of money to. And hey, wouldn't
0: be a bad idea. Do you know what you just did, though, Joe? What's that? You just walked in. You got five thousand dollars in your pocket. You just walked into a Lexus dealership. It's just like. That's a really nice car. Mayhem only have five thousand dollars in their pocket. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, there's no other way you make these choices um, They've they've proven. You think clear... it's a
2: budget thing. You've pretty. Uh, Maybe. Again, dude. The the
1: analogy is though. You have five thousand dollars in the pocket. You can't buy the Lexus. You need a car to get to work. So you buy a motorized wheelchair. Like, come on, man. Well, you can get a better five thousand dollar car here's... that's used somewhere. Maybe Let... look at among Overwatch League players.
0: Let's just also say this. So, like, let's just take this, uh, (laughs) we're going to take this metaphor to the max. Absurdity. So, you've got $5,000 to buy a car. Mm -hmm. You can buy an American car, and in that price range, it's probably better than any other uh, foreign card creator that that there is. In the $5,000 price range. But, you're like, nah, man, I heard about those Maseratis, so I'm going to buy an Italian car. And you buy like the the cheapest. I don't know what's like. The you got it
2: from auction, and somebody crashed it. Not into even a like,
0: Maserati. Yeah. It's just like what Maserati is that Italian? Is that an Italian car? Let's I just say so. it is. So then you find the cheapest cheapest Italian car maker that you can, and say like, well, it's in the same it's in the same uh, country that Maseratis are made. So we're gonna sign a bunch of these, and hopefully, like, end up. Uh, signing a maserati i guess like it's just, Sa- it's just sooner not or place. later it's just like this arbitrary thing of like we're gonna go for an all korean roster Woo! i'm excited that's great koreans at the top level are generally be- better if not uh completely better than uh a lot of the overwatch talent in the west boom great let's do it let's go and then they start going to these trials borderline open division players signing them just because they they're from or speak korean and i'm 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 sorry i just I'm like i don't get it
1: and then it's like okay guys when when do i get my car can i drive my car next weekend nah dude nah. that that takes 3 months you got to wait yeah
0: and uh sure. yeah so and that car over there actually boosted so you can maybe <laughs> use them in a few weeks.
2: We gotta it's got it. illegal mods on it. We have to, yeah. you know, go through inspections, illegal you know, window emissions tins. tests. Still yeah. got the boot on Neon it. We got to take it off.
0: It's going to take yeah. a while. Bunch of red tape. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyways, uh, for analogies <laughs> like that or more, patreon.com slash tactical. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah. So anyways, man, I just like... um. It's and it's
2: I don't want to poop on the mayhem, man. I don't want to poop on these teams. It's what it's the like, are please, for. And now they're doing they're, good. Look at how good they're doing. I'm happy for them. I don't have to poop on them this week. I don't want to poop on the mayhem fans. You know, they're loud. They can be obnoxious. hundred percent. There's a lot of sports teams that are like that, too. But I don't want to just go in and be like, dang, guys, your team sucks. Am I right? But I have to because they just are just doing so poorly and now they're not, so I don't have to poop on them. The Florida mayhem, though, consistently poop. Please don't poop.
0: I mean, Actually, no. You, you have to poop. poop. You need to eat your fiber. Poop like once, maybe twice a day. I believe it's healthy. So I think so. What is yeah. it in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Jake Peralta's like, I haven't pooped in four days. I'm as healthy as ever.
2: <laughs> I have a friend that told me that. I'm like, what do you uh, eat? He's like, pizza. I'm my body like, doesn't
0: <coughs> need to dispose of the waste because it's so healthy. <laughs>
1: During military service, I never went during the week. I waited until I came home. Really?
2: Oh, you're one of those people that like, I can't poop in public.
0: I At work, I was the same way. Now, I, now this is my work. So it's right there. The executive oh, bathroom is right over there between 8 a.m. and executive 5 p.m. Fabulous. until the wife comes. You can leave the door wide open. Blast music from the other room. I can actually look and see the screen from the toilet over there. So things you, you didn't get like want a,
2: to a wireless controller and just, you know, have that have that game that you play in the toilet. Mm. Just set up.
0: Yeah. You can right play just pull out the
2: controller. There you go. You
0: can, yeah, we're really
2: a, we're literally talking about taking a shit,
1: avoiding the topic of Florida mayhem. That's how bad it is at this point. Honestly, I don't want, I,
0: <laughs> bathrooms in Florida mayhem. Name something that has more in common with each other. Like that's, that's about how closely related they are. Dr. Disrespect in bathrooms. <laughs> hey, Dude. man, he owned that though. Didn't he? He really, did
2: he? I, I haven't seen any yeah, updates. His
0: update, like he did his recap and all that kind of stuff. And it was, yeah, it was funny. It was funny. I enjoyed it. That IRL stream was hilarious. I don't care how many rules he broke. I mean, I do care.
2: Yeah. You shouldn't be filming in public, but like everything else outside of that was very funny.
0: Like yeah, it's fun. So, anyways, uh, Florida mayhem sign rain from O2 blast. We're not impressed. Next, all right, Taimu on Twitter. This has since been deleted, but I still want to talk about it. There is nothing more depressing than not even giving, being given the chance to do what you're supposed to be doing. Deletes it. We've seen that is tw- we've seen uh, tweets from Taimu over the past I don't know forever. But when when he's not playing, it's he it's he doesn't feel great about it. and to be fair, I'm not sure that there's any overwatch league player who does feel great about not playing. Yeah. um but you know there is this respect of you know you or uh, aspect of Taimu before an envious kind kind of being the hot shit. Like uh, a lot of people really looked at. We still probably do analyze Widowmaker stuff based mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, Taimu on, um, what's the one in Mexico? What's Dorado. Dorado. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I think that's Mexico, South America. I think somewhere. so. Anyways, uh, you know, like it's we 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 did see a Taimu at one point that fragged off a, a Taimu who came onto a team that was supposed to be a support player and was given a chance. I think it was internet Hulk uh, who kind of gave him a chance to make the switch over to DPS and, you know, popped off and was widely regarded. He was well-respected. I won't say he was like the best in the world or anything, but he was well-respected for his mechanical skill. And now we're at a point where we're, we're seeing a player who just doesn't play. So it, I, I understand that that's frustrating. But he's posting about it publicly now. Uh, number one, should would be playing more? <laughs> I guess is that the first thing we should talk about. Number two, do you like seeing tweets like this, Yeska? Okay, so <clears throat>
1: um so let's let's assume that Taimo didn't make this tweet, right? And I'm currently in this situation as Dallas Fuel, and if I look at my the rest of my schedule. It wasn't, I didn't actually realize how dire it was, but there is absolutely a situation where they don't even make play-ins, even though they're tenth 8 right now. The rest of their season schedule is very scary to them, right? They likely need at least two more wins, probably three, to feel secure to get into the play-ins. I don't think there's any way they're directly qualifying with the way they're playing right now. So... I think it's time to get, uh, try to figure some stuff out. And mm. Zachary certainly is one of the uh, weaker links in the chain. So I would have maybe tried to have Taimu in because, yes, he is a mechanical player, but he wasn't only a mechanical player. He was also, even during the peaks of Envious, the shot caller for their team. So I assume he has g- game awareness as well as... Um, an understanding of roles that aren't only mechanically uh, demanding. He played Roadhog uh, 1.0, right, to a fairly mm-hmm. high or to the highest level, I would say. So
0: <clears throat> set the standard I, on Roadhog, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would say um, I would try. Now, for as for making that tweet, okay, so assuming that not all resources were exhausted, where Taimou literally is like out there begging his coach, please put me in, or worse yet, we've seen this in the past, I'm not saying that happens at Dallas, but uh, where players are exempt from even participating in scrims, where it's like, okay, you don't even have to show up anymore. Mm-hmm. If If it was a situation like this, I sort of understand this tweet now, right? No, yeah. i don't think that was the situation i think it was literally like okay we want to play keep playing with zachary because also i think there could be merit to continuing playing zachary based on the information that the public or as well as i am missing so for instance maybe one thing could be that it's very apparent to the coaching staff that zachary has a stage issue And you can only get rid of this by playing more, having stage experience and whatnot. So you have this player stay in, even though it's getting to the point where you have to ask how much longer does he need to play in order to get rid of this? And also maybe anticipating the DPS matters. Now, it is not immediately apparent to me. And I've said this before the season. I honestly was never high on Zachary. I don't think he ever made that squad better than the current players that are on this team. Now, it's interesting to me that IKM did actually pick up the Zarya as well. So I guess that freed up a slot. Then again, I would have tried. Now it gets into the issue that you might have to take disciplinary action where you could have thought about making a switch up and you cannot budge, I think, on... That disagreement that went on on Twitter. It wasn't just Twitter. Like he doubled down on Reddit. I saw a Reddit comment where he made the comment. Someone else said, Oh, yeah, this is just a red, try to interpret it differently. And that was a very charitable reading. By the way, great job, Reddit, on this for once, um where someone said, Okay, this could be interpreted in a less egregious way. And then Taimu literally came in and said, Nope, it's literally about me not being able to play a brigade over. Um, Zachary even though I've demonstrated at the World Cup for Finland that I can play this role now <sighs> I, that, that didn't sit uh, terribly well with me I can understand especially former absolute top players uh, being a bit salty uh, about not being able to show the world again what they're mm. made of <clears throat> I think we saw a similar thing with TVC, uh the week before so yeah it's interesting i i personally man i i think i still am not convinced that time is completely washed that's the thing i think there was issues with just like the metas they hit and then to be fair even when widow was the dominating thing they still didn't play him that much and it was certainly down to them not playing dive well but yeah, man, is it's not it's not a good spot to be in in terms of his career. And while I would have liked to see that experiment, I'm not sure if you can feasibly stand behind this as a head coach now.
0: So there, there are a couple things I want to add. Um, let me take a look here. I just want to make sure I back this up with facts because that's important. Right now, Dallas Fury are in ninth. They're ten and eight. They're definitely doing uh, much better. In the inaugural season, they you find them in tenth out of twelve and negative forty-two map differential. Right, whereas right now you know they're right on the cusp of playoffs. They they've clearly made improvements. At this
1: point, yes. At this point, yes. And I mean, relatively, they will finish higher than last season. Yeah, but the, my fear is maybe not
0: by much. I mean, they're 1 and 3 right now in Stage 3, which wasn't great. Stage 2, they finished 5 and 2, which was great. Stage but 1,
1: they finished two, 4 and 3. Yeah. Their first two stages were honestly pretty comical in terms of strength of schedule. And now it comes to, uh, around to them. Like, I, I
0: mean, I agree. I think I agree. I, like, I think overall it definitely wasn't, you know, and it definitely was less balanced of a schedule too than mm-hmm. um, last year, which is also an important thing to consider. But I don't think that there's a sane pe- person on earth that said that overall the Dallas Fuel have not improved from season one to season two. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't like, I don't know, man. Like, there's like, where where do you send Taimu, Joe? Like where? So if you're if you're like ready then to, you know, Taimu still has it, but the Fuel aren't willing to do it. Where does Taimu fit in?
2: i genuinely don't know there's really not a roster that i would like feel comfortable moving him to because we haven't seen him in so long and on things that just aren't widow we haven't what really seen him play what a ton of freaking right to, yeah i i guess like if if he's trying to claim that like world cup showed off as Brigitte. Um, I saw a post by Peak kind of explaining that like Brigitte needs to be kind of this um decision-making character and have some sort of mechanical bias, you know, and, and Zachary just isn't filling that role. What's the harm and just giving time who scrims um unless there's another reason that we just don't know like publicly. I have no idea. Um, it's sad that it has to get to this point. Um, I understand that each each practice block, each scrim block is is very coveted and, and, and super important. Um, but I but I find it very short sighted to just not play your bench ever. I think that's very strange um, there again. I'm not a coach. Um, what do I know? But it it's it's sad that we constantly kind of have to come back to this and, and wonder, you know, what what could have done? What 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 could the team have done more to kind of like help him along? Is it even worth keeping him around? Is it worth just trying to get you know sell him off, move him to another team? You know, see see if anybody else is interested.
0: To, is he like twenty four, twenty five? Um, is he younger than
2: that?
1: No, I think he's older. Even
0: twenty five. Twenty five. Yep, twenty five August thirtieth, though. So he's coming up on twenty six. Anyways,
2: um, it's it's just it is depressing. I think that's like the first thing that comes to mind is like, dang, we're not even not even any playtime. time.
0: There's going to come a day where Prophet is either retired or been washed up, and Yisk is going to be in tears on the show, <laughs> like visibly bawling. Um, so you yeah, know, because
1: like, I will put him into the uh hall of fame as the goat
0: old yeah old guard overwatch man i hate to say it dude but they're moving on right now daimu is very very much a part of that he's very much a part of it from the beginning and right now yeah. he might be on the way out if he can't find the way to get himself on a team that'll let him play like Not i, I like- don't think that time ever goes and, and i like i hope i'm wrong about this but yeah, I, I don't think that there's a world or time who ever goes to like an academy team and then comes back up and plays for uh, the Overwatch League. And I guess that's
2: that's my question. Is like, I feel like that might happen if two 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 lock happens at some point. Like, what do you guys think? Like, not to like kick a dead horse, but. Is there room for him to play in two 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 at all, do you think? Maybe not even on this roster, but like with that added um caveat, like do you then move him to another team? I
0: give Roadhog a jetpack and you've got Kaimu <laughs> playing is, is how I feel about it. Not, not even the
2: and widow.
1: I'm I'm still He not... is
0: his yeah, his scan, just give him like a, a good like single shot hit scan.
1: Even Soldier, his Soldier was very solid back It was in the day solid as well. for
0: sure. He he always played well, he never really played it because a Harry Hook was playing that, right? So uh
1: it was like 50-50 most of the time.
0: But um yeah. Like I, I don't doubt he has the mechanical skill left, but we've been playing in metas long enough where those aren't really relevant. And nah. so the question is, is is that is that healthy for a game where heroes are irrelevant for so long that it can take one of the most, I will say renowned players. I won't say best players, but one of the most renowned players, uh, and basically make them a footnote, um, in, in the, the encyclopedia of overwatch league in season in season. two. No, no. like that's not to good. me. That's not a very healthy game no, at maybe. all. It's one thing to be like, ah, oh, you know what? We're not playing, uh, I don't know, Tracer anymore, we're playing Sombra or I don't know, something like something that's a lot more closely correlated. We're like, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's got a great Widowmaker and a McCree. He can play any of those things or, you know, you've got Farah and Genji players tend to kind of overlap a little bit. Like, it's just there's just it's it's really unforgiving when there's not overlap.
2: They, they talked about an uh, oversight last night where there's not like a clear trajectory don't, path of players. Don't you
0: ever advertise another podcast on the <laughs> show again? Do you understand me? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes, <laughs> dad. I'm just kidding.
2: They, Monty had brought up a really good point that there isn't a clear trajectory for players where it's like okay great i'm a tracer player this is what i should be working on this is this is my tool set that i need to fill out to be you know one of the top professional players that kind of recipe isn't defined it currently right but if we limit overwatch and we we roll lock it we put two 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 whatever you know lock we want to put on it now it gives the players ah beautiful I know I need to practice these heroes right now. It's okay. I played tracer before. Now I have to practice Zarya. That's not something that I have much time on, but it's what's demanded right now. And if I want to keep my job, I have to practice this and players that have played Zarya are now being rotated in over those players. So it's it's very strange. Like, I think the best the best example was like, what do divas need to play? What What is a flex tank? Really? Because in this meta, flex tank also needs to play Sombra. How does that make sense for a player to like intuitively figure that out? Yes,
1: yeah, <clears throat> I once made a video and I think that still holds very true. There's like a, um, a field of research called a special skill. And they look at how specialized top professionals are within their field and how different it is for them to compete under different rule sets. So one thing they looked at is they took the uh, Olympic distances for uh, bow shooting, um, archery, and then looked at how just how accurate they are exactly at that meter distance and then moved the... Uh, the target just a little bit, and the outcomes are ridiculous. Like, these people drop to a a mediocre level just by having two meters on and off. Like, their special skill is so fine-tuned to this very specific target range. Now, apply this to esports and apply this to Overwatch, and you constantly have to, like, basically start from a completely new point in order to uh, get there and we will never have like truly excellent player because excellence is specialization and it, uh, uh, unless we sort of standardize some of the things and I agree that we still need changes within the game I just disagree with the uh, severity of what we've seen where we turn from a, an FPS shooter into a speed um, 3D MOBA mm-hmm. in like the matter of a season
0: so what I hear you saying here, <coughs> I'm gonna put words in your mouth here is what you're saying is no more new heroes and no more maps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you're, you're Oh, no more maps. I'm all there with you. Yeah. No more maps.
0: I honestly, so here's the thing, right? Like, I don't know, like so uh one of my good friends, Trevor May, he's a pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. And I've I've asked him, I'm like, is, is baseball, is something baseball that you just, like, get sick of? Oh, the, the meta is, the baseball meta is stale. And he's like, yeah, but I love baseball, and it doesn't really matter. And, you know, he's like, I still throw the same pitches. I still do the same thing all the time. And at the at the end of the day, it's it's way more of a routine than what we deal with in eSports. But there's mm. such, like, a, a low, slow uh Low attention span, attention span. for yeah. for eSports players. Like, ah, oh, this is boring. Hey, I'm an Apex player now. Oh, Apex isn't the real deal. Hey, Fortnite, I'm back in there. But like Oh, I'm coming back to Overwatch, baby. Like, there's also an aspect of that where I don't know. And this is... Oh, I try to not say these types of things because your YouTube comments hurt my feelings. But uh, I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. There, there comes a point where, like... Th- It's I I don't know if these professional esports players have the mental like dexterity to like stick with something all the way through. And it's not all their fault because when players leave money leaves from the game, they stop supporting it. Leagues Mm -hmm. stop happening and they need to. It's part of it's it's this very aggressive cyclical nature where big players come to an esport. People love that eSport. You try to nurture it and grow it. And if they don't, they they leave. And then the developer stops getting money and stops supporting it. Or if they do, uh, which, I mean, again, define do, right? And honestly, Mm. you could say the best way that they've been able to do that is by uh, prize pools, honestly. Like, just keep shelling prize pools into it has been the best way that they've been able to, like, support the... Um, what's the word? At least, like the the people think that it's a big deal a big is because, deal. Right. uh, you know, the, the international has what forty one million something crazy, something stupid like that. And you're like, you know, Fortnite's putting a hundred million dollars into esports. That was a number from last year, and obviously, Overwatch League has hundreds of millions of dollars in the infrastructure there. But it's, I mean, man, it's just kind of, it's just kind of vicious. no it
2: is and i think you touch on like a really good point that i think you can apply to just gamers in general because that's kind of what we are at the end of the day like even if you're an esports athlete and you're a pro player like you start off as like just like a gamer you 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 downloaded steam you you played tf2 for fun like you casually were into games and there is this kind of culture of low attention span and, and we want more and you know crying to the developers and and figuring out what needs to change to kind of fall in love with the game again and sometimes there isn't anything and you're just you're just broken up right and that's okay you just kind of have to deal with the loss and that's kind of it's it's I, I definitely know where you're going with like baseball, but there's like nobody you can like. It, 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 I, again, maybe this is more of it's a question. like, like somebody
0: it's, made a baseball. Yeah, it's like who, who, that. All am of a sudden, I the baseball's go- a wiffle ball. Yeah. And Joe Mauer is now going to be playing baseball, and Trevor Mayer going to play baseball, or wiffle ball. And now we're mm-hmm. all playing. We're all talking and about wiffle ball. Like it's. I, I understand there are yeah. so many bad comparisons to that you also have like the local infrastructure of it all which is you know probably a big deal you don't stream baseball in the way that you stream games and esports it's not accessible like that like there's there's so many things
2: and and to my understanding baseball is very traditional like this is baseball and if you don't like it it's not even that
0: fun it's not even that fun of a sport to watch.
2: You go there. No, It's fun to play. It's terrible to watch. I love,
0: I, lo- I love playing it. I love watching it, but I like, I grew up very competitive baseball player. Sure. So like, and, and so I know I'm definitely part of that, but ultimately the best part of it is you go get drunk and eat hot dogs. Like, I don't know. It's It's basically the closest thing to being a German that we have. No, we don't do
1: that. We don't. Do you don't that. get we drunk. Just, that is, that's eat exactly Wiener what you do. Schnitzel. Don't lie. No, we 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 do watch the games in the stadium. Like most definitely, don't just show up there to get drunk. I don't also because that. it's way too expensive, and we don't have that much. Access See, that's income. the problem. It's really cheap here.
0: What?
2: Hot dogs Getting and drinking, eating hot dogs. Dude, yeah. dollar, really? dollar,
0: one dollar dome dogs at the Metronome or Metrodome 2009. Whoa. Every Wednesday, if you're a college student, you can go there. Three dollar tickets, one dollar hot dogs, one dollar beers. Yep. Wow. Okay. Twenty well, bucks are business. getting
2: in, and your your face you're that's, hammered that's by what the time it's you like
0: leave. to be in a city with a team that has a bad baseball team. So they just like <laughs> they subsidize the f out of food to get to fill the seats. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Call Full it circle.
2: Is there is there a marketing scheme here with the Florida Mayhem? I know Bud Light is like the proud sponsor, uh, the proud alcohol sponsor of the Overwatch League, <laughs> guys. Yeah. there's something here that we're. Maybe we should uh, make a deck for this and pitch it. Bare hands, you listening?
0: Some people some people in the chat are saying you can't bring alcohol back to seats in a lot of EU countries. So Ah. Uh, uh, you can in Germany though. Socialism, man. I'm just kidding. It's a joke, chat. <laughs> Whoa, we it's just a got a political. <laughs> it's a joke. Settle down and relax. Let's talk about envy here. Uh, not the way that uh, Joe envies Yiska's shirt right now, but envy is in the player's rumored by o w beacon right uh, mm-hmm. dang it uh to be going from the Toronto defiant to shanghai, so o w beacon says Shanghai dragons have acquired envy from the Toronto defiant usually usually <clears throat> pretty reliable as yeah. I found right beacons usually pretty good about these things, especially in the Chinese scene mm-hmm. so uh. First of all, Shanghai, kind of the, anti, the anti-Florida the anti Mayhem. Both had really crappy teams in season one.
2: One improved, one didn't.
0: Both made major, major, major changes to their rosters.
2: You want to hear a fun fact, John? The Florida yeah. Mayhem, career-wise, so season one up until now, do not have double-digit wins. They have
0: a total of eight wins. The Florida man. Do,
2: the Shanghai Dragons have nine.
0: It's a lucky number in China, isn't
2: it? I have no idea. I think it Maybe. Is. hopefully.
0: Uh. Anyways. So, yeah. So, the, the Shanghai Dragons, despite not winning a single game. So, what I'm hearing from you is the Shanghai Dragons, despite not winning a single uh, match in season one have more match wins than the Florida Mayhem.
2: And since three stages, they have more wins than Florida Mayhem career. Well, the uh, Paris eternal are tied.
0: If I I remember correctly, but that's just like crickets for me. I just don't know. Like what you're, what are you doing? I thought we thought, didn't we like, I mean, does this fall on bare hands? We got We got We got to talk about this trade. (laughs) We can't, we can't go back. I'm done talking about mayhem for the week. For a team that gets so from now on, the number of wins you have in a season is the number of minutes you get dedicated on this podcast per week. So right now we can become a Vancouver Titans podcast. We can spend no more than eight minutes talking about the mayhem moving forward until they start winning matches because I I can't. I, I just can't. So, anyways, Envy going on to Shanghai from Toronto. Uh, obviously, we just had Baroy on the show two episodes ago. Make sure to go check that one out because um, it was full of insight. But you know, I, I would feel like this would be something that was written off by Baroy a little bit. Like th- there has to be some method to the madness here. So, uh, is this is this a good movie, Iska? What are your knee jerk reactions on this one? <clears throat>
1: um. So if that's true, it's kind of interesting that. Um they were able to get uh, Envy a new team. It makes sense for Shanghai in the sense that they just got rid of Guardian, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to be secure in your uh, roster and if anything ever happens health-wise or whatever, um, to have a backup player makes sense. Now, in terms of Envy, I'm not sure if he was promised a starting spot. I probably wouldn't imagine that to be the case. Maybe, I don't know. Um, it's a, it's an interesting move if that was actually true. I, certainly in, uh, unexpected to me. Um, I would have maybe even expected him to go to Mayhem more. Yeah, given, that's kind of that where I was. I, I think that's what we wanted. There, right?
0: That's what we wanted to happen. That would have made sense. They've yeah. played together before.
2: You know, Florida needs a flex tank. This guy apparently was on the market for a little bit. I need they a, were shopping him
0: around. I need a cha-ching! Sounder for every time we talk about the mayhem and a reason why they don't do a smart move because I do think every time it has to be that it has to be just cha-chick.
2: like they just avoid them they're allergic I don't know I I I I don't I, mean, I, I I'm at a loss for words dude
0: they're they're buying mat they they want they 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 only got enough money for this nice wholesome American made five hundred dollar five thousand dollar car
1: the, dude the thing is it's like they have Chris. And then they get Rain. And they have Hago. And then they get Byron. Byron. And then they have Zephyr. And they could have Envy. And it's like. For the same price? Okay, dude. Like. I do you, don't know. For the same price. Envy for the same price as Zephyr? I, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not sure what he would have cost. I cannot imagine Toronto is eager to necessarily keep him if they don't plan on playing, uh, playing because of the. Uh, The hybrid roster system Mm -hmm. so at i I, i'm not sure i don't know but like in in my gut feeling is that they didn't demand ridiculous buyout fees if they actually did get a buyout fee on a player that now twice had has had internal struggles and has been ejected from the team mid-season for simply that pretty good business move right there i applaud jay But I I cannot imagine that being too terribly high. And I think there maybe would have been a possibility. Also, it probably would have been a better move for Toronto to sell to Mayhem because these guys are not going to be competitive with you this season. Mm -hmm. And the Shanghai Dragons definitely are still within your reach. So
0: how much much money do you think winning Overwatch League nets you as a franchise, as a percentage?
1: percentage of your revenue or percentage
0: of your revenue
1: <laughs> not much dude i don't I mean, know most- do you think as- it does at all is a team or like, as what? a
0: like a couple of percent maybe
1: no probably not like most of it should go to the players right so why does right?
0: it, like so why does it matter if uh you're trading to somebody who's competing with you
1: because i mean okay so in terms of winnings that's one thing, but you definitely want to be higher up so you acquire more fans, and therefore your bottom line grows. Do you right? do
0: you think that there's a strong correlation between um, a team's win loss record and their willingness support to support their team? I think so. Yeah. yeah. How strong of a correlation would you say? Like, let's say, let's say uh, a, a team. <sighs> Like, it's tough to say because this is not a very good word problem uh but you have, you have a team who I mean let's let's use the Houston outlaws mm-hmm. they they in in stage one of season one they went to um playoffs and were dang close honestly on a few things sure mm-hmm. they played middle of the pack the rest of the season. They then went down to arguably one of, if not the kind of worst overall franchise, that wasn't just an actual laughing stock and not playing the same game as everybody else. And now they're back up and they're like, well, actually uh, they actually might be pretty good. <laughs> How do you think that that is correlated to overall uh, fan base? I don't think it's actually that big of a deal.
1: I think it's a pretty big deal. It depends on your team though. So for instance, if you're from That's a fair, but that also smaller
0: is different, city, but, yeah,
1: right. If you're from a smaller city and then you develop this, I mean, okay, for one season, I think the trend is not as big. I can tell you though that German kids are buying Golden State Warrior jerseys now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, or like the biggest sports star. Like that, the 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 jersey that every child like on a soccer place when I go sure. look is like a Real Madrid, like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo th- thing from last year, or uh, and then certainly Messi for Barcelona, right? They don't have any connection. They just cheer for the best players. I think in general, also these two players are now definitely bigger brands than their uh, their teams they played for, right? So, um, I think. Over, if you have a longer legacy, I think you certainly can can build sure. your brand on that.
0: I, th- I think you can, but I mean, there's a few things, right? Look at our all stars. Mm-hmm. Pine was an all star. What, what the f does Pine have to do? with That's with, with that's NYX? the weird
2: part about Overwatch is that I I agree with what Yusuke saying because we've 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 debated this quite heavily. Um, success and performance can can correlate to like positive marketing but i also think that like positive marketing and good marketing can kind of make up for the lack of success that your team's having um but in overwatch it does feel like it doesn't matter as much that your team is doing well i mean look at shanghai
0: i i agree i think it matters less that your team is doing well than if your team is doing poorly Actually, no. I, sorry, other way around. I think it matters more if your team is doing poorly than if it's doing well, unless you're winning. So outside, what? you know, like one and two, maybe. Uh, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, like L.A. Gladiators. I love them to death. They've always kind of been, you know, that that upper echelon, but huh? they've never quite touched the brand capital of uh, N.Y.X.L. London Spitfire I think is another one. I think Vancouver may very well be I have to wait till the end of the season to kind of see it i I do have some insights to some of the numbers on that so I I can back it up but it's you know it's it's almost like it's being bad doesn't pay off as much as not or being good doesn't pay off as much as not being bad yep. uh which is yeah yeah I agree with that yeah. uh, like I don't know like I, I think that's fine overall. But when it comes to making trades, then uh, I would make the argument if, if you're like, hey, John, you're going to be the head of a, of the marketing for a team. How are you uh, going to market this team? It's not going to be around wins and losses. No, of course not. It's going to be around players. It's going to be around the, the brand vision. It's going to be around the the people local to the area. Uh, the correlation of people who are fans like you know if you introduce your friend here in San Francisco to the Overwatch League and say San Francisco has a team what do you think the chances are that they become a fan of San Francisco before any other team double triple
1: mm-hmm. Then, then again there are global brands that have more fans or vastly more fans outside the area where they come from than from the area Simply because they have been successful for. Are they a profitable period, so. to
0: market though? Or I mean, they're
1: just, massive. Friends. Yeah. I
0: I like I I because I, I agree with you, but it's mm-hmm. like you can't. I don't know if you can market around making people in whatever city you're in, Germany, fans of the Houston Outlaws. I don't know if I, I, would I can say, do that.
1: I I think it. <laughs> It should probably be a, a bigger deal ma- being able to play in playoffs, right? The play-in tournament I expect to be pretty hype. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is. And people double down, and all of a sudden. That you want, yeah.
0: People double down, and they all of a sudden too. Like all of a sudden, people who have never talked about Overwatch League talk about their favorite team and buy T-shirts. Oh, of course, yeah, they do. And it's like
2: playoff season for traditional sports. It's like, oh yeah, I've I've always been a Dude. Pistons fan.
0: So I'm in, I'm in San, San Jose, which is really close sure. to San Francisco now. Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. is the San Francisco team, I think. And they're, they're, they were in the finals? Fi- finals for the NBA. See, again, this is how much I know about it. <laughs> and I was walking in the mall the other day, and I saw some Golden State Warriors. Sh- and I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool. And I'm here. I might Why be not? a part of that. I I'm yeah. San Jose Sharks are two blocks away from me, right over here. They're in the playoffs. And I've been a Minnesota Wild fan my entire life, but whenever the Avalanche and I was in Denver were playing well and whenever the Sharks were playing well, I'm like, you know, it might be kind of cool, though, to finally have something from a team that wins. Nothing mm-hmm. against the Wild, but f- win a Stanley Cup already, will you? So, anyways, it was a long... <laughs>
2: enough about meat sports. I
0: don't know what people are getting from this um podcast. I don't. But I think I think we we kind of discussed a like the a, a bigger looming topic here. And I yeah. think something that's a large issue in esports is how do franchises stay Work. profitable over that's what Overwatch question. League is promising decades worth of competition Mm -hmm. and that's the question we're asking the question is it player-based is it record-based is it just brand-based is it just like oh you got the right city dude um (laughs) like honestly there are some things dude i know minnesota i know the minnesota wild know nothing about marketing up till about five years ago but (laughs) where they were still the state of hockey sure (laughs) sure and Uh, You know, like, uh, some of it you can't, like, you can't market around. You just have to, like, kind of hope that the stars align for your brand, and you have to be willing to accept that. So there's so many different levels and facets to the complexities of what is going to make Overwatch League the first successful franchise, I would say, decade-plus esports franchise. To ever exist, I mean, you could argue. So, Starcraft 2, you could argue made it about a decade, could argue made I mean, about 10 what, years. What do you
1: mean by franchise? Because, yeah, one thing that definitely is around and has been around and will be around, and I would even wager will be around longer than Overwatch is CSGO or CS, yeah, just Counter-Strike, yeah. So that's just Lindy
2: effect. And, and I know nothing
0: that. about Counter Strike, so I, that could just be ignorance. Yeah, mine. it's, so it's
2: when did, the States thing. We just like, never really got popular.
0: So, my understanding when did CSGO come out? I thought it was like 2000 early 2000s, I think.
1: Mm, no longer
0: was really? it longer than what?
1: Well, it right? was, yeah, it wasn't just that, but CSGO, but it's CSGO in the 2000s. But CSGO is the same way
0: that saying, like, oh, CSGO,
1: sorry, yeah, not uh, counter, not like, Counter Strike. Okay. Cisco came 2012, maybe? Oh, okay.
0: okay. So, and what, like, so, I, and maybe I, I can yeah. be totally ignorant on this fact, but I I see Counter-Strike in the same way I see Call of Duty. In the sense that there's multiple ones, they, not quite as, like, often, like, Call of Duties, there's, like, one every year. Mm-hmm. But, like the fundamental gameplay is the same, but there's vast difference, advanced differences between, you know, it's almost like playing WoW Classic and yes, it's, yes. it's it's like playing WoW Battle for Azeroth right now and being like, yeah, I play World of Warcraft. And then, you know, like, yeah, but do you? <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's changed so much. and And I don't know or understand the differences between the different iterations of CS go and whatever. So uh, that's, that's ignorance on my part, but my understanding, and again, like overwatch, overwatch two, overwatch three, can you upgrade and change the game? So minimally that overwatch league is still a viable product, but enough to where it can keep up with the pace of video games Kind of adapting to mm. a, a a market and a player base, and again, yeah. to- totally ignorant on my part. You can shoot uh, me up I, in the comments on that one.
1: I I would even say, since one point three, so CS one point three, that was early two thousands probably maybe, yeah. The game hasn't changed as radically as Overwatch did in between season one and season two. The main formula is still the same. Yes, there were some changes to movement mechanics as well as
2: aim mechanics. Guns, you know, different grenades. Like there's yeah. little things that are being changed that affect the bigger picture. But there wasn't but a nothing change. that just yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still very intuitive like oh this is the buy round this is what i you know maybe the question now becomes what do i buy in the buy round what do i buy when i am investing in this round and this round and oh how does this map work in these different iterations or what kind of mechanics can i use like movement wise can i can i bunny hop can i you know do some sort of weird crouch glitch i don't know There i think there was some, some sort of uh tomfoolery with some sort of box peeking in CSGO, like, th- there are little things that change, but intuition kind of has been set from almost 20 years ago, from my understanding. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, there are definitely uh, even core strategies for specific maps that still apply to some mm-hmm. point, like... It's crazy, Sure,
0: huh? I mean, and honestly, if you bust out and we've seen this like Halo, like I want to say Halo yeah. is a relevant esport, but it's sadly it's, you know, it's people are still playing it and having fun. That's yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, you bust out a Halo 1 map in Halo 5 and it plays relatively the same, the weapons shoot relatively the same. Yeah. You could make very much the argument that that's a 19 year what 2000 2001 is when the original halo came out. That's a 19 year franchise because people are still playing, uh, hang them high, hang high with, hang em high, with, exactly. uh, with the broken zoomed in pistol, pistol right? Nope. Like three shot on. headshots. Yeah.
2: But, but that, but, but you touch on a, a, a funny point in terms of history, because when we had halo Europe had counter-strike. And when we had Halo and they had Counter-Strike, Korea had Brood War. Like, that was like the three Korea regional... Korea lost that
0: one, but we lost to EU, I think, overall. So,
1: Counter-Strike is just a game that's evergreen. Like, yeah. the the core principles of this game still resonate today. And at this point, you have to apply... There's, there's something called the Lindy effect, right? So the Lindy effect basically says, the longer something has been around, the less likely it's going to Go disappear in the next couple of years, or the more likely it is it will last just as long, right? So for instance, chess is not moving away, is it? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't see chess dying in the next two years, because it has held off for hundreds of years. And I think the same already applies to CS, where it's like, yes, maybe we we are not in the peak anymore, but all it needs is one small little injection. The, the circuits still are all very healthy in terms of viewership. Certainly beat the Overwatch League at the moment on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can talk about uh, watch watch hours. Then again, I would have to ask, uh, do, do watch hours matter when you're produ- like, valued against your production and retention and actually what it, what it would generate? Uh, and also in, in more, in, not just in terms of monetary value, but of value overall for, for your player base, are they likely to stick around and whatnot? So honestly, I, I think the thing is you do high iterations. So you change up a lot. If your game hasn't found that sweet spot where it becomes a perennial game that makes sense, right? And at that point you stop changing and then there's another thing that will never happen in your game if it has any kind of complexity. And I made a Twitter post about this today, just because like things might come close, but then there are breakthroughs. There will never be a Nash equilibrium reached in a high level game. So Nash equilibrium in game theory is that a game is figured out. Like when we play uh From a beautiful mind, Russell
0: Crow, by the way. <laughs>
1: Um, when we play tic tac toe it's very easy to for us to have the best strategy and never lose and we always draw right so that, that really state of not affairs
0: losing, by the way at tic tac toe I <laughs> just wanted to say, I've got a pretty pretty big brain lots of wrinkles up here
2: high high uh, win percentage yeah.
0: high draw percentage but I don't lose there you go never nice. lost nice. sorry
1: but That's the thing. Like That strategy is figured out. This will never be the case in eSports. And no, it's also not the case for Overwatch right now, as we've seen with the Houston Outlaws, possibly, because the the equilibrium doesn't just concern the optimal state the game is played, but also the idiosyncrasies of the players that are playing this game. So with that, with a human component in mind and with there being enough depth, enough complexity we will not reach that point so in terms of it feeling like we have a stale meta that is part that is almost inherently social or it is very bad game design one of the two
0: yeah to be fair though there's far less variables to introduce to manipulate than something like csgo my Mm -hmm. again my understanding Right, my understanding with CS:GO, the only variables that you really manipulate is the map and the guns you get. Mm-hmm. Is is, yeah, that, I is mean, that fair overall? Like overall, whereas I like, think
2: I think you'd have to strategies. mention the economy. Sure, the sure, economy. sure.
0: But like, I, I think that is is sure. Yeah, that that's fair. And the strategies Flashes. that you use, but ultimately, the strategies fair. don't change based on, um. What's what's the right way to put it? Uh, the the strategy is, the the way you shoot your gun doesn't really change between m- maps and, and 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 um between maps maybe not but between no. players most
1: definitely. Like some players, there's like this is, by the, by the way. If anyone wants to get into but CSGO, has this is the guns, best thing.
0: Right? Like it's not yes. It's like, everyone has guns. I'm a medic. I'm a tank. Like there's are some there's, things to manipulate that. So, like, there's players that will spray and
1: then there's players who will have ridiculous first point shot accuracy and currently we have one like with the most ridiculous aim and he also sprays uh, ever probably to touch CSGO if not CS in simple and like just what he's able to do that was unthinkable just uh, years beforehand so sure. there's definitely innovation because there's sometimes just absolute freaks coming around. That is, like, stuff like this is insane. You will not even see people go for the shots he goes for, right? He will, you will go like, oh, that's a bad decision. You, know, I'm not making those shots on the regular. He does.
0: I mean, you could also make, a, so this is, this is, like, my only off-the-top, uh, like, head thing. But think of a, a Poco in season one. Sure. Right with his diva mm-hmm. bombs, right? Yeah. Those were mostly diva bombs that other players wouldn't wouldn't take. Probably why he got sure. so many kills about it. Right? Like, and there's and eventually people caught up. So I yes. I, I don't want to say that hey someone's gonna be, but you know eventually right? You have this player that's up here, and you have a bunch of players down here. One or two things mm-hmm. happens. Either these players never get up here. Well, actually three things. These players never get up here. Uh, up to here and this player never decreases in their overall skill it stays like this until that player retires and they stay good forever that doesn't happen very often no. <laughs> if ever the second thing is is that something changes and brings the player more in line with the rest of the the the, the vast majority of people
1: which mm-hmm. brings tears to my eyes
0: yep or <laughs> rip profit Uh. and then the last thing is is that everything else changes around the player to bring them up in even the playing field. Like all of a sudden CSGO has shields like, you know, that now all of a sudden you can't hit those crazy shots or whatever. So Mm -hmm. there's, and again, that's a part of like, can you ever have a, I mean, think about it. There are a handful of players in like the NFL um, that you can, I mean, you look at Tom Brady, right? He makes passes that he'll never, that quarter, a lot of quarterbacks would never attempt. He uh, in deflates balls in a way that no other franchise has the courage to. All those different types of uh, things that makes him, you know, a little bit more, not head and shoulders above, but at least head above uh, everybody else there. And you constantly have this equilibrium, but you also constantly have this... Like, you know what? If so-and-so is up here at the top and the people who do this, just keep doing that. F you, I'm going to go play at Bex. <laughs> like I'm I'm done playing football. I'm going to go play baseball. Like I'm done playing CS go. I can't hit that shot and I'm going to go elsewhere. Deflect sure, gate is yeah. fake. You know what? Mushu, I agree with you. I don't. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know- but the- that's that's also a little bit of a problem for me in, like, Overwatch, is we don't have these long-lasting transcendental talents a lot, right? Like, even Jonek is not the best Zen. Because we haven't figured out
2: what the game is yet.
1: Yes, because we keep changing the formula, and we can't develop these storylines. Like, okay. it's not out of, like, think of this. It's not out of the question. Are you confident? Would you, would you give me... 10 to 1 odds that uh, Jonak, that that there is no way Jonak is not going to be relevant next year. No! There's absolutely a way where this is possible. Mainly, for instance, if Overwatch was to go into a meta where there's only a main support and we're playing triple DPS, that is absolutely within the possible uh, range of possibilities and it's probably not lower than 10%. Mm So with that in case, like how do you build up these big brand players? Like, you know, there was this rumor floating around that they had this talk at at a meeting, at a marketing meeting or something. Like, why do we not have Conor McGregor? One, your game requires ridiculous uh, practice where people can't develop any sort of personality. (laughs) Obviously a joke. And you don't have a game that allows players to shine that way. And you have a game that switches, changes so constantly, so people cannot attach the, to that specific part, part of excellence, and people will constantly catch up. Now, a part of this is also that Overwatch is a young game. So while we're figuring out new parts of this game, there's going to be iterations just naturally. If we never change anything thing about the game, where we learn new things about the game that then becomes is like a dominant uh, type. And then that selects for that uh, archetype to come through the contender system and then also hit Overwatch League, right? Mm-hmm. But as long as we keep missing with this formula, how do you, are you going to attach to these long-lasting storylines? It's just not possible, right? So, like as as long as we keep making these sweeping changes, I think personally. I was one of the advocates for 222 for instance yeah that thing needs to stick around for a long time then
2: yeah we can't we can't just re-up and say you know what 222 wasn't the right fix guys we're gonna go with bands we're just gonna do that instead this season see if that works like this has to be it like I, I I just was thinking about like League of Legends and I'm like well I mean like mid laners are pretty popular right like everybody knows like faker and bjergsen like those are like just transcendental talents that just uh, people in esports know If if you follow a competitive game you've probably heard somebody talk about double lifter or faker right and i'm like well they have to learn other heroes right like that's it's pretty interesting like it kind of mimics overwatch but then i'm like well the game just doesn't change like the map just doesn't go you know what we're just gonna get rid of mid lane have fun yeah no mid lane anymore yeah like that doesn't happen like yeah they're like they tweak the dragon and then they add like a barren monster and like that definitely changes the game to keep it fresh and, and keep things interesting but there's nothing just like broad and sweeping and, and maybe that's just my ignorance maybe maybe i'm not putting as much emphasis on, on the dragon changes it, it probably here's the thing here's a challenge for everyone watching
1: this Give me a top 3, clear top 3 player from last year that is still a top 3 player now. And you will quickly realize that the only names you could feasibly name is what do you know, the one role that didn't change off tank. Oh. Off tank. Right? Okay, flex support is is a fair shout as well. Yeah. Right? Because uh, Anna uh, even though Anna came in now, right? But for most of those like top tier flex supports, we are judging them on their ninety percent diva play rate, right? Sure. So,
0: flex, flex tank, support, you, yeah. flex tank, you mean?
1: Flex tank, sorry. Yeah. yeah. But even like flex support and flex tank, if we go through the list of those, Fury is one of them, right? Um, like uh, Mako, hmm. uh, Troy Choyobin would have been probably played, he said last season. We didn't consider him. Like nuts. I mean he came in pretty late. But. Pretty late. Like it, it get it gets hard here, right? Other than Fury. Even on the roles where too much didn't change. Then in, in on flex support, we have like Jonak. Is he top three still? We can argue that. Um who else? What about where's Bedosin? Where's Nico? Where's Angot? Yeah. Gone, dude. Like even You're on those a but, like <laughs> main supports. Where's Neptuno? You're yeah, really pissing
0: it's... me off right now, Yiska.
1: Where, where, where's Arc? Completely gone, right? Main, th- oh, okay. M- main tanks. Jasher, where, where is he? Where's Fisher? Where's Mano?
0: I don't, I don't, right? to, I don't want to talk about it. Right
2: <laughs> <now. laughs> but you know our, who is doing good?
1: The Houston Outlaws, right?
2: <laughs> Our
1: superstars talk. are dying frequently, dude, and it's, it really hurts. The Hopefully NA the superstars.
0: same thing doesn't happen to the podcast meta next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're...
0: Everybody's got a podcast now, so you never know. Uh, fair enough. I want to I talk about one more thing before we have to get out of here, and we've already gone a little bit long. <clears throat> so the Houston Outlaws, obviously not done well in stage two. Uh, have they won any? or sorry in, in uh, yes yeah, so stage 2 yes they have sorry uh stage 2 they didn't win any but in stage 1 they won a couple right 1 two, 3 3, yeah, three. So yeah. they went 3 and 4 and then they went 0 oh, and 7 we had largely written the Houston Outlaws off and they've come back in stage 3 with vengeance they mm-hmm. have uh they lost to NYXL 2 to 3 taking him to five maps which
2: you know. I kind of wrote that off. I'm like, hey, you know what? NYXL, they've got a they've got an illness, NY, yeah, you know, they're NYXL's trying to new stuff. Kryptonite
0: is bad teams. <laughs> it just is. Uh but yeah, NYXL loses two to three. They defeat the San Francisco Shock three to two. And then uh they sweep Boston, who is slowly kind of losing their spot as a gatekeeping team for Overwatch. I feel League. like they're
2: nose diving. They're I, not I agree. Good I'm right trying
0: now. to be generous here. Uh, <laughs> they sweep Boston four to zero. Got to ask you guys: in stage three, are the Houston Outlaws for real, Joe?
2: Yes. Like I am again. I don't want to poop on these bottom tier teams. Like I want them to improve, and I am so over the moon that this team has finally got their shit together. Like, pardon my French, there's no French players on this team, at least not yet. You know, this is improvement incarnate. You know, they're, they're playing, you know, Jake's mouse might be double clicking, but they're playing things that fit their style. They're having a little bit more fun with it. And my understanding, my kind of philosophy, if you're if you're enjoying what you're doing, you're probably going to excel at it a little bit more. Right. This is some th- these, these are characters. These are heroes that fit their style. And it's just been a slog to actually get them to the point to realize that, Hey, you know what? We could do what Chung doo does. That's something you could feasibly do. I don't know what, what kind of, I, I, I don't know what kind of witch's spell they were under that they just like weren't, it wasn't clicking with them that like, well, we have Dante and, you know, Jake's pretty flexible and he's not great. Dante you know, fills the only hole thing.
0: that the Houston outlaws ever had.
2: Like it's, it, it, like you have these these flexible players to play these different things you're beating vancouver with some sort of cheese strat on sanctum on what <laughs> on, you're beating vancouver on sanctum with some sort of a Risa soldier comp with links are like th- it's written on the wall and they're just like i i don't have a hat near me but if i did i'd put it on my head like giska and it's just like goats Goats is the, the what we should do, guys. And you just constantly lose. So I'm, I'm it. It didn't, never made any sense that you're winning with these off the wall kind of weird strategies, and you're losing with goats. But then you always just go goats. And now they're not, and now they're winning, and they could probably have a six in one stage. That's I, fantastic.
0: I just want to recall the famous standoff between Monty and Flame. Oh, it's still going on, by the way. It's He's still going happy. on. Yeah. So so <laughs> Monty is all like. You guys suck. Try to do something. You know, like, try to change. You don't have a style. You're not good at anything you try to put out. Change it. Flame's like, uh, nah, bro. You know how easy it is to change styles? You can't. You got to <sighs> play this certain way, man. Like, that's the way that it goes. And then they change it up, and what happens, Yuska?
1: I, I understand both sides, to 100%. 100%. Sure, they're not so, wrong. So... For instance, like, you were the you were the Houston outlaws. You have the belief that last season you probably, you screwed yourself out of playoffs yourself by, like, if you look at the match record, also the scheduling was as biased as it could have been last season in terms of which teams they dodged. They dodged, I think, Shanghai Dragons in Florida. That's certainly, like, when you think, okay, there's they're one game off, from uh, playoffs, that is certainly a big thing. Not winning those uh, map fives. You gotta win those map fives, that's on you Mm -hmm. but still, you screw yourself out of doing that against Philly. If you won one of those, you would have went to playoffs. So you're in that mindset where like you know, there there were two teams that just snuck into playoffs and they actually got into the finals. So we could have done that, right? So okay, you enter this season and you're like okay, we can hang with the big dogs, so we're playing goats. We want to play the... a, a optimal meta composition and for players like this right to accept that it isn't like that you cannot out execute people on this specific meta comp is a realization and that is also what uh what jake mentioned what it means to them as competitors now when they ditch sh- switch it up I, like i made this treat that i hope they realize that this is not a downfall for them mm-hmm. personally this is not dodging, like trying to out execute people on this on this established metacom. This is trying to find their own tune and like honing their their own idiosyncrasies, like their own talents, in a way where that is beautiful to watch. It's highly entertaining to watch, also for a large chunk of people, and it also suits your style much more than the meta composition did. Now, if you can reinvent yourself in that way or really just find within yourself what also worked last season with the addition of you know player who has proven to be a very good Sombra then that is like great the, my problem is is I think with with more insight and also with being more respect, receptive to esports history these players, they, they could have been in a way better position than they are right now in order to get playoffs. Because I wrote this article how it is still possible for them. They have a pretty easy schedule. But, like, getting into play-ins would have been so much easier with just two wins from stage two. Which mm-hmm. they absolutely could have gotten with not forcing goats uh, all that often. Now, what I will say is is... The tweet that Jake meant in terms of like, okay, on Rialto, on Eichenwald, I've always forget the third map. Uh, You cannot run anything but goats. And people who uh, say this don't have a professional understanding of um, Overwatch. One, I think that is completely missing the tone. But I will say, this has not been disproved. They were hammered by Shock uh, playing different compositions on, on those specific maps. So that
2: comment still isn't disproven and- so so real fast i think the nuance there is that i think he's talking about specific points on those maps so like rialto i think in general is is very much a, a goat's favorite map but on eichenwald in, in particular i think point a we're seeing a lot of variability we're seeing a lot of flexibility yes, yeah, yeah, but obviously. on b and c that's when you see a lot of the yeah, yeah, swap yeah. Up. so so to his you know to his credit i don't think you can fit all that in a tweet but i think that's what he means But I also think, too, though,
0: that that it also depends on the team that you're playing against. Like, yes, you're not going to play against a Titans team or a Shock team and win them and and beat them. But you might against a Boston team. Some of those six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams, you might. You honestly might. I don't I don't agree with what Jake said there. and I do (sighs) think that there's probably I probably need to do a tad more research before i say this but i'm going to say it anyway <laughs> is i i would be very surprised to find out that there's not empirical evidence that um the that you can beat a team a goats team I mean like the 6 through 10 range not playing goats on these critical points
2: yeah you probably could i i don't it, it's i guess it's a measure of difficulty which is harder, beating beating a bad team in the mirror or beating a bad team fighting against the map, if that makes sense. Like, I guess that would be the, the question.
0: Anyways. Hard to tell. So, uh, Joe, you said that you think the Outlaws are real. Yeah. Yisuke, you think the Outlaws are real? You think that they're real contenders here in Stage 3, that they're going to be a team that uh, we're going to see, let's just even say this, in playoffs and uh, c- competing well in playoffs here in stage three
1: yes i think for stage three
2: just looking at the schedule man that I mean, is honestly pretty well, well, let's see let's yeah. this paris on uh thursday uh, that's Florida very on important for this season by the way yeah like wins very... here are you need to get play-ins and this ending with six and one would be fantastic for them this stage
0: paris and then they start Florida. paris and
2: uh, yeah Paris on Thursday, Florida on Sunday. Then next week on Friday, they play.
0: So already, as long as they don't like three and two, both of those, they should be in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Then they play Washington, then they play Toronto, and that's their stage. Washington, Toronto is already what they needed. Like, those are four very easy wins for them. Yeah.
0: Is Toronto an easy win for them?
2: Yes yes at this point yeah do not like i think toronto's and again said this before i think they're postured well for the long haul i think we're getting you know a a little bit closer towards that finish line but overall i think this was like a a, trying to figure it out season for toronto and hopefully by 2020 they'll have a better idea look hopefully by maybe so i'm just gonna
0: make a statement to make things interesting here i i don't think that the outlaws beat toronto
1: and I think, and I keep it 100 with you here, I think Toronto is in the same tier as Washington Justice and Florida, Mayhem right now.
0: All right. Yeah. And it hurts, dude. Yeah, I don't want them to be. I don't, I, I respect your stupid opinion. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm the idiot yeah. here. Let's be real. Um, So, that's. I mean, that's fair, right? We've, we've seen Toronto. I mean, man, I don't know. Like... I, I, overall, would you? I think I kind of consider them at our expectations. I don't. I don't put them at twenty. I think overall, I still put them like twelve to fifteen. And I think that's where we had them initially. Um, yeah, like they're kind of at that expectation, but they aren't. They aren't trending up right now. Yeah. But I, man, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to commit to the Outlaws. You know me. I don't. I don't like to snip, snap mm, on teams like that.
1: There, no, no. There is something in me that absolutely believes that. Outlaws could go from like winning against the shock and losing to, against the justice. I think they they have that ele- element within them. I think it is possible. So it would be very sad.
2: It would be it would if, be very depressing
0: if there there is this type of hope for the Houston Outlaws to go from arguably the worst team in the league or one of the worst teams in season two, uh, bottom two for sure, uh, to one of the best teams in the league over a pretty, I don't know, like but how, how big of a, do you consider this a big meta shift between two and three?
2: Not really. Not, I
0: cannot say yet. I, I can't I but, cannot say. Right. But I, I can't say like, Oh, oh man, no, the metas no. changed so much. Everything's so different, but no, no. Uh, That's if not. if there's yeah. hope for that, like, is there hope for justice? Is there hope for mayhem? Uh, I, mayhem I, I'm sure maybe. It, if you're going to make me go back, I'm sure I can find some very damning evidence of all three of us saying yeah. that, you know, give up on the outlaws.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: So at that point, which team, which team is, is below? Maybe the mayhem. I think mayhem is the only team that I could say that I, I would doubt to do well as like a playoff contending team ah. less than the outlaws, maybe the justice. Probably No,
2: the justice. I think the justice are probably the worst even like, like, I don't see a world where they just kind of get better. Right. Like I but, can but see but maybe like, mayhem doing something. I don't know. Maybe it's widow. Maybe it's mayhem doing on something
0: like eventually, yeah. like we can't account for all the variables, mm. but we can mostly account for when variables don't change, except for in the case of the Houston outlaws.
2: Yeah,
0: nothing's changed, yeah. and all of a sudden we've got a team that you know goes to map five with NYXL defeats and then that's the San the... Francisco Shock.
2: And that's the beauty of like meta is that nothing has to change, and things can change. Like we're seeing more somber. We're seeing more teams play different stuff because I think they're finally realizing, hey, the amount of time we're investing into this one thing isn't paying out. there's there's increasing diminishing returns on how much practice we put into this what if we did something else try to catch people off guard play towards you know a certain player whether it's uh blase on doomfist or eileen on doomfist or ameng on you know uh wrecking ball you're seeing a shift without gameplay changes which i think is awesome i love that so much i want to see more of that
0: is this yeah. what you expect to see all future franchises of the Overwatch League being owned by the Immortals to change?
2: <laughs> I wanted to actually bring that up. Funny, funny you mentioned that. Um back when we were talking about like the franchise system and how that works, we've we've now seen the first team to sell their franchise, correct? Optic yeah. has and well, in, in infinite esports have sold.
0: Sell in Technically, the same way that I sell my house after I don't make <laughs> payments off of it for two years. Right. Sell.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. But technically they sold. Have really, taken them. Yes. Sure. Who do you think is the first franchise to move cities?
0: Is that even possible? I don't I don't I would don't I would bet money, a good amount of money that it is stated in the Overwatch League franchise contract that you are. You need to stay there for a minimum number of years. And I'm going to say that number is five.
2: Sure. Sure. But who do you think after that five year number is up? Okay. Just spitball it. Oh I don't like God. there. There's um, obviously no man, even. Um, uh, hmm, um, do you do you really see the Washington fan base coming out in droves to come support the justice? I don't.
0: I, I would say in L.A. Team. Depends.
2: Oh no, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That does make sense. That you know, you don't want the overlap. There's so much density in California. Maybe you go to like Colorado. You know, a Midwest Minnesota. team. You know, Chicago.
0: Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't think any of the internet. Maybe one of the Chinese teams. Um. Hmm.
1: Oh yeah, that's maybe. A bit bad, maybe.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there.
1: Uh, I would say I just looked like. It's a weak barometer, right? But I looked at the bits that were spent on uh, on the Twitch channel for specific mm. teams. Guangzhou dead last. Oh really? Dead last. Like, okay, not not super like behind the second one, but still, they uh, Atlanta Rain has ten times as much bits spent on them than where are Paris
0: Eternal and that? because they, yeah, not that, dead per- they not the- dead low. they have the- they gotta be pretty high. Yeah, because they have the anal one. They have the one that says like "go anal" or whatever. Yeah, like, it does in between look the two uh, that you use, yeah, Was
1: like
2: very uh, suggestive. See. So Atlanta Reign by far the, the which is shocking thing. to me. Like maybe this by is like million. me not understanding traditional sports, but like the, the do like the Falcons have like a. It was it the last meme right in Overwatch League, dude. Uh, that's true. That's
0: it's true. like buying David pins in a David and Goliath match because that's what Atlanta eventually does, right? Is They just play well and make fun games against good teams. The blue
2: show.
1: So Paris is at
2: nine. It's pretty respectable. Yep. You're basically, you know, like the sole EU team. You know, you, you have the you
0: could definitely London team, but... create a correlation between the teams. See how strong the correlation between the team's performance and the number a of week, people who the bits. Um, weak,
1: yeah. yeah. But you, what you're right about is the worst teams have the least bits spent. Like Guangzhou last, Florida, Washington, Boston, Valiant, Toronto. Like that's the that's from behind, right? That's pretty pretty much the Table.
0: I could honestly see. Don't hate me for this one. I could honestly see Toronto not having a team. Oh,
2: really? Not having a what? A team. You think they move?
0: Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing that I can share, but just suffice it to say, there's. It. It it would be frustrating for any team to be one of the top in the league and to. not be where you want to from merch and views and everything Mm. else, despite being so good. And despite basically showing out for what insiders, and I'll say, I'll say insiders as fans who don't make content, but claim to know a lot about overwatch. (laughs) said that, that, that team is going to be the number one team from like a, a viable marketing perspective. Which team are we talking about? Toronto. Toronto? Oh, wait, no, 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 no Vancouver. Vancouver. Sorry. Okay, oh my God. yeah. I... Yeah. Vancouver. Sorry. Not Toronto. Uh, that makes way more yeah, sense. Sorry. Yeah, Vancouver. 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 Sorry. Vancouver. It's all Canada. It's the same thing. There's like three miles of it. So yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> it's not big at all. So Vancouver. Sorry. I need to rephrase that. I could see Vancouver not having it. Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see them. Yeah, I could see them moving. That would probably be a better fit for them if it's, they move somewhere. Like,
1: by the way, this is obviously going to be clipped out of context, where we establish that it's, that is totally possible that to switch cities. Like, as far, oh, as of course, yeah, this is just a complete speculation.
2: <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> looking at traditional sports and seeing like the the crazy movement, and you know, what is it? The Rams kind of have moved around a lot in the NFL.
0: I would bet somebody $100, though, as soon as the, the day that that contract opens up, mm-hmm. within six months, at least one franchise moves within the, well, yeah, yeah. Within the right, original two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So, all right. We got to get out of here. How's that sound? Let's get
2: out Something of like here. Sound like a plan?
0: That was fun. Thanks for hanging out, guys. It was a good show. And, and we didn't discuss anything but uh upcoming matches for this week you might want to pay attention to spitfire versus nyxl spark versus dynasty and chengdu versus dallas fuel so some interesting ones there with some interesting implications for playoffs and just you know fun matches to watch overall so make sure to tune in uh to overwatch league this week because it should be pretty good we're gonna change up the end of the show a little bit so with the launch of our patreon uh, we definitely do uh, want to thank those who sign up to be patrons of the show. Joe, what do you got yes, for you us, do. man?
2: So for our lovely, lovely, beautiful, great eyebrow having just just genuinely gorgeous people. Yeah. We've got little Bo Peep. Bo Peep coming in hot with the patron. Pa- patron, patron, whatever you want to call it.
0: Definitely First patron. First, last
2: whatever. I'll drink you. You can clip that. Joseph C. Thank you. I see you out there sharing the names. Joe Brothers. Nathan P. Why couldn't you be a Joe? gotta ask your parents. Savvy. I think that's how you say it. That's okay, though, if it's not because I love you and you have great eyebrows. And Chom Man. I don't actually know if that's how you say it, but I, I've I've spoken Shaman with him a lot and considered Shaman, Sham Shaman, Shaman, Shamoon.
0: Is Shaman the man? Sh- for, Shaman?
2: for Shaman. Cool. Holding it down on Reddit. Good friend of mine. Thank you for supporting the show. You know, everybody, we love you. Come in for a big hug.
0: Hmm. Love you. Patreon.com slash tax. Definitely support the show. Tactical And you can be
2: on my cringy list of people I think.
0: Yeah, so that's gonna be a thing now. So um, <sighs> again, thank you to all those patrons. If you want to support <laughs> the show, we just launched it this week. Uh but one of the best ways to do that, besides supporting on Twitch, is supporting on Patreon. We've got some really cool perks. We hope that you enjoy them. Thank you to all those patrons. You can find out more at patreon.com slash tacticalcrouch. Let's talk about iTunes reviews. This is something we haven't done before. With five-star iTunes reviews. Uh, we're going to go back a little bit, but we do have some, don't we, Iska?
2: Have fun with these names. Uh, do you have, do, uh...
0: In the, yeah, just I'll take down I'll, at the I'll, I'll
2: handle it because this yeah, guy's just to, not prepared Yes, no, I gave prepared. you the
0: thing I said, can <laughs> you do this? <laughs> Wait, when did you give me the same thing? It, it's in the show notes
2: He's he's it's, He's, it's a, he's an absolute It's down in the
0: closing thing for oh, the show sorry. notes This is not
2: It's all right oh. I got it You know, you know, Leaf x Leaf I love you Yiska, I don't know about him You know, he went to go get cigarettes Never came back, right? It, it is what it is Urkel, 81 Oh, that's the show I is, watched a lot. Is is, is your first show. name Steven? Because Steve Urkel. Definitely. Yes. Shout outs to you. You also need to be born in 81 to still appreciate that name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Urkel81. Thank you so much for leaving a five star iTunes review. Traum. Traum. Tra- tra- Traumaton. Traumaton. <laughs> Hashtag 1313. Is that right? Am I wrong? Dyslexic. Traumatron. Hello? Traumatron. Like yeah. a trauma automaton, right? Yeah. See it sounds you're like I had trauma with something. Oh, minor struck while trying to pronounce that. 100%. 13, 13. That's a pretty unlucky number. It looks, like it's from Discord. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe try to be like 13, 12. Maybe like 13 something else. But you know, thank you for supporting the show. We love you very much. Haste the hero. Nice. Sounds like a a, a post hardcore band that I might see a T-shirt in Hot Topic. So I uh, haste the hero. Hopefully you're uh, you're hitting those those genty guitar uh, riffs so thank you very much for supporting the show and for the uk we've got kovi nine um sounds like coney coney dogs coney island love love me some of that
0: 2012 not not going there (laughs) the good news is we're not gonna have 12 of these every week so we
2: should have 12 of them every week 100 percent if everybody loves the show and wants me to, you know, butcher and roast their names, you should definitely sign up with the most egregious names possible. I'm looking at you, Butt Pounder 420. Where you at?
0: That that was one that I left. It was just from one of my old- school. Poop Feast
2: 69. Hello, Poop anybody? Feast. Come on. Oh man. Support the show. Leave a funny name, and you get you get to have one of us read it. And it's great. As F- long F- as it's not.
0: There's a line. Yeah. You got to watch that line. There's a line. It's it's not. Be goofy. Don't be racist. It's it's pretty, it, yeah, it's a it's a pretty low bar. Yes. <laughs> it's a pretty low bar if you've listened to this <laughs> podcast ever. But I, I will say this. So somebody had asked in chat, Fod said, why are iTunes reviews even a thing? I think that's a, a great overall, like why mm-hmm. does it matter that you get iTunes reviews? Besides, we like the occasional pat on the back. But it actually <laughs> does factor heavily into how people can find your show. So, like, yep. the more reviews it has, if someone types in Overwatch, the more people find Tactical Crouch rather than The Payload, which is a show that I used to do that hasn't done episodes in over a year. it uh, be very difficult to find that. But it's still number four because of how many iTunes reviews it has.
2: Oh, okay. So,
0: that's that's why it's important for iTunes reviews. So- Think of it like a
2: Reddit thread, you know? If you get a lot of comments in your Reddit thread, it goes up, right? <laughs> blood activation you know you're interacting with people it shows the algorithm that uh you know we you guys like the show go go say hi make a funny account and we'll get to read it and john will laugh at how poorly i mispronounced "traumaton." Traumaton. Traumaton.
0: Traumaton. 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 one tree one tree <laughs> all right let's we let's love you oh man we uh that's uh, uh, a. At- S way to sort out content though is it is it not the best way to find content on? For Amazon? some people, it is.
2: Some people, it is. I
0: know that's the first. Every time I look at a podcast, if I'm like wanting to learn on, so like I'm getting into Underlords. The first thing I do is I type in Underlords in podcasts, mm-hmm. and then I immediately look at five star reviews, or I look at number one how many reviews they have overall, and number two yep. how many of them are five stars, and then I go read through the recent ones to see if they've gone downhill recently. I'm probably a little bit biased, but I mean, how else do you, and and to be fair, it's not the only thing that matters. Like the overall downloads matter. If someone has 50,000 downloads in a week and someone has 500, but the 500 one has like three less iTunes review or three more iTunes reviews, the 50,000 one's still going to be first. Anyways, that's,
1: that's also how I buy my stuff on Amazon. I just go like, okay, so five star. And then we go to the comments and see if it's some Indian bot that's posting in there, broken German, <laughs> like, I like very much. And then if, if that's the case, okay, fake ratings, next product, and I go- look for the good ratings, and that's how I find my products. Yep. Because I trust the people and not the nosy experts.
0: Yeah, and it's not totally it's not totally just five star reviews, guys. Like there's an mm-hmm. argument going on in Twitch and it's like, <laughs> why would they do that? Why would you just make a bunch and honestly number one people do. It's the same weird yeah. reason why people yeah, yeah. spoof Amazon and iTunes reviews for apps.
2: You'd be surprised. I I I too, when I first got into content creation, didn't think that any of this stuff mattered. I 100% will tell you it it does one on right. Like vastly more than you'd expect. Anyways, it's not intuitive at all. That's not enough intuitive.
0: hot takes. <laughs> that's enough hot takes chat. I glad how you guys are all like respectful and having these really like respectful conversations about overwatch league. And as soon as we started talking about iTunes review sorting, you're like the tables, just little demons. <laughs> just little demons. <laughs> Anyways, let's get out of here before we do make sure to uh, support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash tactical crouch, support us by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Search for tactical crouch, tap the five star button, write a nice little comment. We'll uh, say your name on the show the next week. Um, that's going to do it for us though. Individual shout outs for the week and where can people find you? Yiska, what about you, man? What's going on?
1: Bro, Joe and I just joined up with Upcomer. So, uh, or for me, my, my written stuff is all going to be on there. I got a art- article in the queue that's going coming out tomorrow um definitely we'll have uh, pretty much every second day i'll have an article up on that site um and yeah and th- i think that's that's probably as far as i want to extend in terms of overwatch content at the moment
0: cool which which site was that upcomer,
1: upcomer. okay dot cool. com
0: sweet they have an app
2: they
1: do yes it's a pretty handy get, one i get push notifications when i publish an article nice
0: <laughs> Is that great? Do
1: you clap a little bit, like a little punky one? I published when... this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I did a thing. Wow. Look. Oh, yeah. That's that's the only reason I ever take my elbows off when I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm like, okay, what's on it? The... Oh, that's my article.
2: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right, Joe. What about you, man? I, too, have uh, joined Upcomer. It's not the only place I'll be posting content. I think uh, a lot of the long-form stuff uh, probably will still be on uh, eSports. But uh, just another website you can uh, pay attention to for all of my content uh, jargon and nonsense. Um, I think probably towards the end of today, I'm going to try and get out a a theoretical piece. I'm adapting a uh, a YouTube series that did quite well into written content. We're going to be looking at alternate Overwatch history. We're going to see if... LW Blue actually played Apex Season 4. What might have happened? And it's a tough one to answer. So uh, stay tuned for that.
0: Awesome. Well, as for me, uh, you're going to notice me writing on no websites because uh, (laughs) websites have brains. The people who run those websites are not idiots. So, but if you want me to write for your website, you're an idiot. But I would (laughs) still do it. I would still do it. It would be fun. <laughs> I could probably write some good stuff. I think it'd be if you just don't want it to have any really good content. Uh, but yeah, I stream kind of often here at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. You can find me on Twitter @kick-tripod, and, uh, at kick tripod and everywhere. Kick tripod, YouTube, kick tripod, all that kind of stuff. So make sure to follow me there. Uh, tell me how much you hate my takes or whatever. I don't really care anymore. I'm over it. And then, um, yeah. As so as for me, that's it. Let's give you the show info. So the show info, you can find us everywhere at tactical crouch, tactical underscore crouch on Twitter, um, kick tripod on YouTube and Twitch and, um, yeah. Patreon.com slash tactical crouch now, which is exciting. We've got a game night. We're going to do game nights. It's going to be sweet. What do we say on a paintball, I'm really good at Jackbox games. I will say that, and drawing games, and like guessing games. I'm gonna crush you guys.
2: There's a beautiful uh, Jackbox game where you have to invent something. You have to like scratch it out on like a a napkin, like what your invention is, and you have to like make prompts for people. It uh, usually divulges into uh, hilarity, I'll just say that. Um, Yeah, definitely stop by, you know, come hang out. It'll be fun. I wanna see some more creative names. People. I wanna I wanna have some some horrendous ones to, to call out. Yeah. <coughs> All right, yeah. To on grave right, here. Yeah,
0: that's gonna be a great one. Make sure to follow the show everywhere. Thanks for hanging out with us this week, guys. We're gonna be back right after the music for the post show. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>